0: The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Celebrating the rich history of Long Island. Well, hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I'm your host, Dale Spencer, your history guy. I'd like to thank my producer, John Gifford, and my research director, Janet Rishpeter. We've all apparently made it through to 2023, and all we're going to give you a nice show tonight. We're going to talk a little about New Year's, because obviously New Year's has just passed. So, you know, traditionally, New Year's, I know in my life and other people's, have been always a time to reflect upon the past year and to look ahead to the next year. It kind of is a signpost for people where they can kind of see where their life has been going. And it's always been that way in all civilizations, actually. And people use New Year's as a marker in their life. And they can look back and try to figure out what went right or wrong and then look ahead and see what will go right or wrong. So, uh, of course, many people celebrate New Year's. Everybody did this year. I hope everyone had a great time and they all got home safely. Um, One of the interesting things about New Year's Eve is the fact that um, everybody uh, sets New Year's resolutions. It's become a big tradition. Um, It's been done for a long time. So people try to make a resolution and they try to decide what they're going to improve upon for this year. Now, an interesting thing about resolutions is they've done many studies, and one thing they found is that 90% of people never follow their resolution, or they start to follow it and don't make it. Uh, many of us have had that kind of story. By the way, as we talk about things tonight, we're going to open the phones, um, 631-451-1039. If anybody has a good New Year's story or anything involving New Year's that you want to tell, give us a call, 631 451 One zero three nine. So anyway, um, what wound up happening was, um, let's talk first a little about the big celebration that happens in, well, in the world in a way, the Times Square celebration that has happened every year since 1904. That tradition started on December 31st, 1904 when the New York Times owner Adolph Oaks decided that he was going to have his brand—well, he had a brand new building, um, the New York Times building that he had just built at one Times Square, and he wanted to celebrate New Year's. So he started out um, by having some fireworks on the top of the building, which was pretty amazing in that time. So he did that, and then by um, 1905, he had decided that they had to improve on their uh, setup that they did a little for people because— down at on the uh, Western Union building near Trinity Church, they were still doing a New Year's celebration and they had a ball, a time ball they called it, dropping down to the building. So they loved that idea and they decided in 1907 they were going to do something like that in Times Square. So they built the first ball. The ball was on a 70 foot flagpole. and as the ball came down, um, it had lights on it. It was made out of wood and metal. It's a pretty heavy ball. And uh, as it hit the ground, the top of the building, the second it hit the ground, it set off five-foot lights all around the building, big signs saying Happy New Year's. And it also set off a fireworks display on the top of the building. So they did that for quite a few years. Pretty amazing celebration for the time. And eventually he moved the New York Times building out of there, but he still owned the building. So he kept doing the the. Ball celebration over the years. So it went on through the decades. It became obviously a big thing. Um, 200,000 people attended the 1904 opening at Times Square, for example. A lot of people. So what he did is um, he went on with decades for that, and that celebration became really a staple of New York life. And it went on and on and on. Um, The only real uh, interruption in that was in 1942— and 1943, because that was the time during World War II when we had blackouts in New York. We were all afraid, people in New York were afraid of, of bombers coming and bombing New York. So they used to commonly do these drills where they would um, black the city out all the time. I know that my mom told me about them when she was young. And um, so what they did that year, those two years actually, is um, they didn't have any lights, but a minute before New Year's, they would have a moment of silence for all the men we lost in the war. And then what would happen in the dark in New York is all the church bells everywhere in that area would go off for the next minute celebrating New Year's in the dark those two years. And that was an interesting thing that happened. And, of course, after 1943 into 1944, the lights and the ball and all that resumed. Um, Over the decades, the ball became every so many years, they improved on it. They made it a little lighter, and um, so it wasn't so heavy coming down the pole. And they, of course, uh, improved it and improved it. More and more people would go to Times Square every year for that ceremony. Um, Now we get to the year 2000, and what they did in 2000 is they really improved the the ball, and they put uh, a glass exterior of Waterford Crystal Triangles, which, of course, that continues to this day, and they make the ball really beautiful, and it lights up nice. And this year, I know they put a whole bunch of new crystals on it, and the lighting has gotten more amazing, and it's really gotten a lot better as it's gone along. Um, So it became a giant tradition in New York history. Now, not to say they didn't have their times when things went wrong. Um, The list is too long to read, but there was many, many years where the ball dropped too early, the ball dropped too late. Um, Things didn't quite work out technically. The lights would come on and they'd go right off. They'd celebrate New Year's 10 seconds too late or 10 seconds too early. But usually they get it pretty right, and it's usually a really great celebration. It's changed over the years a lot. Obviously, in the modern era we live in with all the problems we have, it's become a real security issue for the New York City police. Also, while we're talking about that, I would like to send out our our heartfelt wishes to the three officers who were injured in the um, Times Square celebration the other night. And to just show you how valuable all police were, because that young, that really misguided young man who became a jihadist, um, who knows what his intentions were when he went there to Times Square. But thank God those policemen were there to stop him. And you just got to feel bad for those three guys. And they're all going to recover. So God bless you three. I know you're all home recovering. So what went on is um, as as the, um, the the celebration kept getting more and more complicated, the police have now started panning everybody off and they have real tight security there and they make sure everyone gets into one spot. And that they stay in that spot. And they won't let you leave to go to the bathroom. You're not allowed to bring drinks in. And so to me, I always laugh and go, well, the celebration has become a thing that New Yorkers don't go to. People come from out of town to do it. And one of the really crazy trivia facts I found out about that was a lot of these people who come and spend all those hours in the pens there where they are and they can't leave, they wear diapers when they come now. And I'm sorry, I cannot picture myself going to Times Square and wearing a diaper. Um, there's sure no shortage of people who do it, but I think I had my last diaper on when I was one years old, and I want to keep it just that way. <laughs> so um, the, the the at 6 p.m., the ball is generally raised up, and um, it, it waits till New Year's, of course. Now what's developed around it is amazing entertainment, the TV show, who in our lives around here, who has grown up in our generation, doesn't remember the original Dick Clark's New Year's Eve show that showed every year. That went on for a lot of years. And, um, of course, it went on for the rest of Dick Clark's life, basically. And when Dick Clark got a little too old and ill to actually do the show, the ageless Dick Clark, for those of you who know him, um, for a couple of years, Regis Philbin, Filled in for him. And then, of course, we got to the point where we're at now, where Ryan Seacrest is the host. Um, the amazing entertainers over the years, oh, I, I couldn't list them in the whole show. Um, everyone's probably had their favorites. They've seen some years good, some years not so good. But it's always a pretty amazing high-tech event now. And um, like when they push, the mayor is the guy who pushes the button to, to lower the ball. And over the years, he's had many, many famous people pushing that button with him. And um, among them, Muhammad Ali in 2000, Christopher Reeves one year, Cindy Lauper in 2003, and of course, in 2011, Lady Gaga. So those are people who have helped push the ball and send us through to the new year. Um, So anyway, what's going to happen now is we're going to go to a break. Um, and we'll be back from the break and we'll talk a little more about that and some events going on in Long Island. If you got a story, call us 631 451 1039. Hello and welcome back to the show. I hope you all had a good New Year's out there. So anyway, um, at, at every time they did New Year's Eve, um, what's a tradition that started a while back was at five minutes before midnight, they would play John Lennon's Imagine and they would always play that song with the great message about how we should live if we can. Now, what's happened in more recent years is some of the entertainers who entertain and are the main entertainment that night at New Year's, they actually perform the song live now. So it's a pretty great way to end the year. Um, If any of you haven't heard that song, Imagine by John Lennon, make sure you listen to it because it's one of the most amazing lyrics and it's about the way we really all should be treating each other. So anyway, um like I said, Ryan Seacrest eventually took the show over and uh, it's become a it's obviously been a ratings buster all the time it ever existed. So, we get to New Year's and many things people do is they set their New Year's resolutions as we talked about. Well, that tradition of New Year's resolutions isn't really very recent. It started uh, about 4000 years ago. And the Babylonians used to do it, and they had a big celebration. It was a week long for New Year's. And what they would do was they would basically make resolutions to live a better life all dedicated to their God. And they would hope that by being good people and having these resolutions, the God would look kindly upon them. And that was, you know, something that went on, and it's gone through all societies. Everybody's had some version of the New Year's resolution. Um, one of the uh, first uses of the term was actually here in America in 1803. People would do it, but they didn't actually have a name for it. And a Boston newspaper in 1803 wrote an article about it, and they called it New Year's Resolutions. That was the first time we ever heard of that uh, being used. And, of course, we all know about New Year's Resolutions. Eat better, exercise more, I'm going to drink less. I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get a new job, I'm going to learn a new skill I haven't used before, going to watch less TV, a big one, I'm going to quit smoking, or spend more time with your family and your friends. Those are all important things, and most people try to do them and improve some aspect of their life. But the truth is, like we said, most times it really doesn't pan out because, you know, things like that are hard to do. And you can always pray people quit smoking because that's a real detriment to your life. Um, But it's hard to do. And um, I have tried a bunch of them myself. Um, Luckily, I was able to quit smoking many years ago. But it really had nothing to do with New Year's at that time. So that's um, a, a basic version of what the Times Square celebration is all about and what New Year's is. Now, I know that's not Long Island. But, of course, we're all connected to Long Island. So, um, I'm sorry, we're all connected to Manhattan in some way. Um, Many of us came from there. Our parents worked there. So, Long Island and and New York City, obviously New York City being part of Long Island, Queens and Brooklyn, we've had a connection with that. But now there's a lot of other things that go on now. um, New Year's celebrations have spread out to Long Island. So like, for example, uh, Lindenhurst has a great, great New Year's celebration every New Year's Eve, and they actually have their own ball drop. And the whole village is open, and people go there, and they do the ball drop there. Farmingdale now has a great, with all the new people there, has a great, great New Year's Eve celebration. Everyone's out in all the bars and cafes and restaurants, and that's a really good celebration too. And of course, Patrick. Patchogue, very special town now on Long Island. They've really come a long way in the last number of years, revived their town, have a great social scene going on there. Well, they have their own ball drop too. And that's among the many, many things that go on in Patchogue. Now, in the next few shows we do after today, we're going to actually go to Patchogue and talk a lot more about Patchogue. But um, it's a great village to go to. You ever want to go to some great restaurants, head over there. So, that's uh, just items that happen on New Year's um, in that time period. Now, we also have a bunch of Long Island things that are going to happen over this new year. Um, So, what I'm going to start you out with, obviously, is music, okay? We're going to have a lot of good music coming on in Long Island over the next, say, six months. Um, They just announced the first shows for the Jones Beach Theater— And um, the first one I heard about, I think, was Matchbox 20, but there's a few scheduled already, and it should be a good season over there. One theater that's doing a lot is the Patchogue Theater. They've taken that beautiful old little theater and turned it into a great performing arts center, and they're having some great acts there. We'll talk a little more about that later. We, of course, have the Westbury Music Fair building. Um, I'm not even sure what its name is today, but they keep giving it corporate names, but everybody knows Westbury. And Westbury's going to have a full slate of concerts this year. They have really, really good shows there every year. In the summer, the Forest Hills Tennis Stadium in Forest Hills will open back up. Some tremendous shows have been there over the last few years. I know particularly I saw The Who there a few years ago, and it was An unbelievably good show. And they're having good acts this year. Um, Of course, uh, what's um, really going to be great is the new Long Island Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame. They're open now. They've been open for about a month already. And what they're starting to do now, as well as setting exhibits up, is have musical acts coming into play. One nice thing about that museum is you never know who's going to walk in the door and actually play at the museum because the stage is set up for people to play all the time. Of course, Zebra, Blois the Cult, Jen Chapin have all played there. In the next couple of weeks, they're going to have a nice event. The Kenny Kearney Band is going to do an anniversary there, and that's going to be a nighttime event. And uh, look on their website, and you can find out more about that. They're located at 97 Main Street in Stony Brook Village. If you haven't heard about them, check out their website. Um, A long time coming to Long Island that we had an actual home for this museum. But it is an unbelievable place. Oh, and by the way, this Sunday, Randy Jackson from Zebra is going to play a solo show at the museum. Now, if you're a member of that museum... Um, that's going to be free. Otherwise, your general admission to the museum will also gain you access to watch Randy Jackson play. And of course, he's a big supporter of the museum and Zebra played there on the very first night they were open. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, Oh, one thing I want to talk about before we go to our commercial break is there is one other great event that happens sometimes on New Year's Eve um, in Central Park. They do a firework, and a run through the time portal to the New Year's right at the same place where the New York Marathon finish line is. And they set a portal up, and everybody goes there, and they watch fireworks, and then they all take turns running through the portal into the next year. It's a really fun New York City type event, not something I don't think you really see anywhere else. So those are all kinds of events that happen involving New Year's. And um, I hope you all had a good New Year's. Some people, it's tough for them. Other people, it's a wonderful time. I think it has a lot to do with what happened in your year as you went along. And it kind of is a signpost to the direction your life is going in, potentially. So we love New Year's. I've always loved it. Um, Not every year has been the best, but not every year has been the worst either. So I hope you all feel that way too. Um, If you want to call up on our phone line, 631 451 1039 I'd be glad to hear your stories about your experiences with New Year's so we're gonna go to a break in a minute and um, then we're gonna come back on now one thing I want to mention before we go to our break is our proud sponsor Gino's Pizza and the best pizza on Long Island and go give them a visit on Portion Road in Lake Ronkonkoma and they're great so anyway we're gonna come back in a couple of minutes Everybody out there, happy New Year's, and welcome back to the show. So just to keep in mind, you are listening to the show, History Island, on LI News Radio, 103.9. And of course, I'm your host, Dale Spencer, your history guy. So we've been talking a little about New Year's. Um, I want to mention something. It's a great thing for us. Um, We have a brand new sponsor on our show, and that is BLD's Restaurant on Hawkins Avenue in Lake Runconcoma. And they've decided to come on and do some work with us. BLDs, if you've been there, it's a great place. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to bring on the manager of BLDs, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? How you doing, Dale? I'm doing pretty good. How was your New Year's? Good? It was good. How about yours? Yeah, very good. It went by too quick.
1: (laughs) Very quick. You know, it's... One two three. It's twelve o'clock. Then now what? You know.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's just how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna we're proud to have you guys on as the sponsor of our show. So we're gonna talk a little bit about BLBs. Um, for example, uh, where are you guys located?
1: Oh, we're located located at two ninety nine Hawkins Avenue, Lake Ronkonkoma, exit sixty on the LIE.
0: Oh, great! And they're on the east side of the road. I know that. Um, everybody yeah. should go there. uh, what are your hours? When are you normally open?
1: So we open nice and early at seven o'clock in the morning and then we close at nine o'clock at night.
0: Oh the
1: wow. week and then at sun on Sundays we open at seven in the morning same time, and we close at eight o'clock at night.
0: Oh, and am I right about this at b l d s you can get breakfast anytime.
1: Anytime anytime you could get pasta at seven o'clock in the morning if you want
0: oh I didn't realize that oh that's great yeah, so the whole menu is open every mo- hour you're open
1: yeah people always say can you get breakfast anytime but they never know they could get dinner anytime too
0: yeah hey, that's a new one for me and I've been going there for years that's great to know yeah I know you got a great staff over there we love everybody over there if you go in there you'll feel like your family when you go to Blds um let me ask you a question um Uh, You want to tell us about a couple of your menu items?
1: Okay, let me start with uh, the Swedish crepes. You ever heard something like that?
0: No, that's a new one to me.
1: Yeah, but you came a few times, so I'm sure you saw it on the menu.
0: I have. I definitely have seen
1: it. You ever heard of lingonberries?
0: Mmm, no. My wife has heard of them, though, Janet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a special type of berry that normally people don't really know about, but... We mix it in with butter, and then we put it on crepes. It's real nice.
0: Oh, I'm actually going to be ordering that next time I come in.
1: Yeah, we also have another thing called the cheese blintzes. You can, it's hard to find them anywhere.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've uh, yeah, had cheese blinches in my life. I didn't realize you guys had them on the menu.
1: Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of cheese in there mixed in with sour cream. You know, uh, cream cheese. All mixed in, it's real good. You know, it sounds weird when you first listen to it, but if you try them, especially with some fruit on top, they're great.
0: Mm, Yeah, that sounds really good to me. Hey, do you run any kind of specials for seniors or things like that?
1: Yes, seniors, Monday through Friday,
0: 10%. Oh, 10% off for seniors.
1: Yes, and we have military discounts seven days a week.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, I know that one thing we love about BLDs is when you go in there, the whole place is American flags, patriotism, everybody like that is honored, and we love the music that you guys play, which is 50s and 60s American rock and roll and pop and soul. Um, yes, just a yes. great atmosphere to go have a meal in.
1: Yes, and we also support the police. We have a nice police flag right in front, right when you come in. You know, it's you can never find... A place like that around here, so.
0: That's right. And do the police get a discount there?
1: The police do get a discount. If you come with a whole, the police suit, you get 20% off. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know, too.
1: Yeah, you know, we have to take care of the people that take care of us.
0: You know? That's right. They're the people who do take care of us, and, and we do need to take care of them. So please, everybody, go take a visit to BLDs. Um, in future programs, we're going to have you on a little more to talk about it. And, um, of course, we you will be our proud sponsor, and we thank you so much for joining the team here, Mike. All right, man. I'm happy to be on Okay, well, Happy New Year to you, and I will see you for my cheese blintzes in the next couple of days. <laughs>
1: All right, I'll see you here. Have a
0: great Happy night, Mike. To you and everybody. Thank you so much. And, and of course, uh, while we're talking about our sponsors, we can't fail to mention our first sponsor that ever joined up for the show, our proud sponsor, Gino's Pizza on Portion Road in Lake Runconcoma. Now, one thing you can do right now is, for example, if you're planning a Super Bowl party and you want to save yourself some trouble and get some of the best food you could ever want to get, let Geno's cater your Super Bowl party for you because they'll do a great job at it. They have really great food, Um, Dom and Geno and Austin and Markham. They'll all help you over there. Um, we're going to have them on the show to talk about some of their specials that they're running soon. Every month, Gino's runs a different special during the year. And if you mention that you heard about them on this show, they'll work out a nice discount for you. So anyway, that's Gino's Pizza, Portion Road, and Lake Ronkonkoma. And we love them. And we have two great Ronkonkoma restaurants involved with us now. So anyway... As we go back to some of the things that have happened, um, first I want to tell you about some events that are going on in the near future. Um, I found out about this one. The Long Island Children's Museum in Garden City is running a snowflake sock skating festival. And that's going to be running until January 8th. So you still have a few days to go over there and go to that. It's a really tremendous museum. The Long Island Children's Museum, kids always love it. Also, keep in mind that for the summer, and we'll talk about this more, they now have the Nunley's Carousel, a real historic uh, carousel in Long Island, and it's at their museum, and you can go take rides on it in the summertime, obviously, when the weather is better. And remember, don't forget that one of the soundtracks for that was made by our own Long Island native, Billy Joel, who helped save that. Um, Another thing we have going on is the Whaling Museum in Cold Spring Harbor has a snow globe family workshop, and that's January 14th, and that's going to be in the morning on January 14th. If you haven't seen that little museum, it's an amazing place. They have some amazing stuff going on there, including the building of a classic whale boat right inside the museum. Go over there and check that place out. You will love it. Now, an interesting one that's happening is in my neighborhood right here is the Christmas House of Long Island. And believe it or not, it's right in the Smith Haven Mall. And the Christmas House is going to be January 3rd to January 9th. So it just started. And it's a 12-room house built inside the mall. And they have all kinds of things for kids. They have uh, various hours. They're open. Just call the mall and you can find this stuff out. And they have all kinds of special things for kids. A Santa's workshop. Um, all different things going on. It's a great first-time event for the mall. And um, it should be a pretty interesting event. Um, that's at Smith Avenue Mall. And it is uh, just amazing to me that they did that. And... Um, it's been transformed by a Hollywood and Broadway set designers, so it's really, really good and professional. Um, it's using the latest uh, lighting and digital technology, and it's just a great holiday thing. This is one of those things right after the holiday you can go to and really enjoy. Now, of course, let's talk a little about what's going on over at the Vanderbilt Museum in Centerport. And January 15th, and this is really a kid's. Uh, Item, You can celebrate the Lunar New Year at the Vanderbilt, and that's going to be a real short event, 10 to 12 on the morning of January 15th, and you can go there, and that'll be a also aimed towards your children, a great event that you can go to and check out over there, among the many things going on at the Suffolk County Vanderbilt Museum. You can also call them to get more information about that. So now we have some other things happening. Um, uh, It's 2023 now. So we have a few new laws that have been passed. Um, one new law for 2023 is the minimum wage has gone up from 1320 to 1420. So it's gone up another dollar, so all people who have very low-paying jobs are going to automatically make another dollar, which will be a great thing for some people who are really struggling now. Then another uh, new law that has happened is it's a voting law. So you can do in-person balloting to vote at other locations rather than the exact location you normally had to go to as long as that location is in the same assembly district with your assemblyman is where you voted. So it gives you a little more leeway if you're tight on time to get to another school very located close by and to get your vote in. Please, everybody vote every election. Obviously, we've all learned in the last couple of years that voting is one of the most important rights we have as people here in this country. And we all need to exercise that, whatever your politics are. Um, Another interesting law that's been changed, and this will affect some people, is the Paid Family Leave Act. So that's been expanded to add siblings to the definition of who qualifies as a family member to get those benefits from the government. And I know a lot of people were pushing really hard for that because to have one of your family members left out denies you those benefits. So that's been a big thing that happened too. Um, Another one is. Um, New drivers in New York who get a new license will now be required to undergo pedestrian and bicycle safety awareness when they're getting a license. An important fact here on Long Island, because as you know, we're a car culture out here. But there's a lot of people riding bicycles around. A lot of the roads have had bike paths put onto them as they renovate them. And one of the things that happens is I've seen it myself. A lot of drivers drive around. And they don't realize the bikes are there, and especially when it's dark, there'll be a bike, and you're just not going to see it. And um, you don't want to wind up hurting somebody on a bicycle, because that's going to be a nightmare for your life if that happens. So they'll also have to do pedestrian training. Same thing. We have some corners here in Suffolk County, for example, and Nassau County, where it is literally life-threatening for someone to try to go out and cross the road. That's a very tough thing for people to do. And um, so, you know, that's going to be for new drivers. Um, I think the more things we show new drivers, the better off they're going to be. And especially with some of the people I see on the road when I drive around who don't seem to think that there's any problem with driving 90 miles an hour and zooming through traffic and they don't realize what a weapon that car can be and how it can change people's lives in a really bad way. So... That's good. some good new laws that have been passed. And um, thank God for those things. So anyway, um, we're going to talk a little about a couple of coming events coming. So um, in the next week or two, we're going to have um, Jen Chapin come on the show and talk about the Harry Chapin family event that's going on at the Patchogue Theater. And that's, I believe, on January 23rd. Uh, I'm sorry, January 28th at the Patchogue Theater, and it's a celebration of Harry Chapin's life with the Chapin family playing. Um, the Chapin family includes many different people, Tom and Steve and Jen, and um, they're all going to perform, and they're going to perform Harry Chapin's songs to celebrate Harry's life. Um, if there's any of you who don't know about Harry, well, he was the charitable musician from Long Island who basically gave millions of dollars away in his successful career, created World Hunger Year, and then created Long Island Cares, the great organization that's doing all that work today. And Harry was a great, great person who really did a lot for Long Island. Basically gave away half the millions that he made and um, he wasn't a rich man because he supported all these charities. So the family gets together. Every couple of years, they decide it's really time to do a celebration of Harry's life. So um, what they do is um, they get together at Pat Shog Theater. Um, the people playing in the band will actually be Harry Chapin's own band members, Big John and obviously and the others, and they will play. And it's a really, really great night at the Pat Theater. In fact, it's celebrating what would have been Harry's 80th birthday. So if you're interested in getting tickets, you can check out the Patchogue Theater and you can find tickets for that event there. We're going to cover that more in the next couple of weeks when we do a little more about Patchogue. And we're going to do a little uh, in-depth look at the Patchogue Theater itself, which is a really great institution doing a lot of good work on Long Island. So, that Harry Chapin concert, I'll bring you some uh, interviews from the show um, the week after, and we'll talk to some people that are involved with that. Um, and by the way, if you haven't ever heard of Harry Chapin, try to listen to some of his music. He was really unique. He made a style of folk and rock and, and a combination of all those kinds of music, and what his big thing was, was these great story songs. And Harry would tell these great stories when he played that songs were stories that And of their own. And a lot of people might know Taxi. That's a story song. It's about a person in their life. And Harry would go out and play a concert. And you would laugh and cry in the same concert if you were listening close. Because he was so funny. And him and the band would tell jokes. And then they would play these songs that would just make you cry. And um, he was a great, great entertainer. We all got to meet him a couple of times over the years, but he did so much for world hunger and hunger in this country, and especially to this day, hunger on Long Island. So that's going to be a great concert. Um, Our our thoughts go out. Please go buy tickets for the show. I think you'll have a really good time if you go there that night. Also, what we're going to cover when we do a little more about Pat in the next few weeks is we're going to talk about some of the activities that are going on in that town. It's become an amazing revival of Long Island. And it's brought the town that really wasn't doing very well and people weren't going there. And now in the summer, thousands of people walk around in Patchogue, and they go to all these great restaurants. And um, I know, in fact, one of the new stores that's opening down there is going to be called Pinball. And apparently it's going to be a pinball arcade. They're almost ready to open. And I, of course, being a big fan of pinball, I'm going to be one of the first customers in the door at that place. So um, go and enjoy that. We'll give you more information about Patchogue as we go along. And um, like I said, we're we're going to have Jen come on and talk a little bit, Jen Chapin, about what they're doing with the concert. And, of course, we'll talk a little about some of Harry's efforts at that point, the efforts to ease world hunger. He was an amazing guy that way, and I could never say enough about what he did. Not too many Long Islanders have had such an impact on people's lives on Long Island as Mr. Harry Chapin did. So he's gonna, it's going to be a wonderful show, and they're going to do a really great job. And all the money, by the way, that they raise raised from that concert is going to go to the World Hunger effort, um, probably mostly the World Hunger year or I should say Long Island Cares now. A couple of the people who'll be in that show will be the drummer, Howie Fields, Steve Chapin, the great piano player. These are people in Harry's band. Dougie Walker on guitar, and Big John Wallace on bass. And anyone who knows Harry knows Big John Wallace, one of the great contributors to what Harry did. So we've had a, a really nice New Year's Eve I would just encourage you all to, as you go through your life in this year, please look around you and take care of the people who you love. Draw them closer because that's something in this society we all need to do right now. Many people have become really divorced from the other people in their life and they get lost and they become like this gentleman in the city who attacked our police and they lose their way. As a 19-year-old kid, how did he become so lost? Well, because maybe he didn't have the guidance he needed. Um, Guide the people, your kids, the neighbors around you. Get your influence out there because most of the people on Long Island are really, really good people. And we can affect society. You know, one thing a lot of people don't realize, they feel hopelessly trapped into what they do. Well, one person can change the whole world. And believe that or not, but that's how it is. One person's good acts can really, really improve things. And we all need to take care of each other. We all need to bring back the society we live in where we're all trying to work together instead of everybody at odds with each other. Because we don't really have such a reason to be at odds. And, you know, all I can say is don't necessarily trust your politicians. Trust your heart. Talk to people. Take care of people. When you see people who are down and out, try to lend a little helping hand. You don't have to do a lot to improve the world around you. Just a little bit. If everybody just did a little bit to help other people, this world would be in much better shape and it would be fine. But most people don't really understand how to do that. So do your best. Try. Help the other people around you. Draw them in. Draw people close to you in. Make them feel like they're valuable. Because believe it or not, a lot of people walk around with very low self-esteem, and nobody knows it, but a little good word from you can go a long, long way. It can change somebody's day. Not just change their day, change their life. So, happy New Year's, everybody. Thanks for making it here to 2023 with us. <laughs> and we'll see you in two weeks. I'm Dale Spencer, your history guy. Thanks to Janet Rishpeter and John Gifford. And enjoy.